How do social media, gender roles, and ageism affect agriculture? Find out in Beyond the Field, a podcast brought to you by The Mosaic Company. Listen to the farmers who are changing the industry for the better. Visit beyondthefieldpodcast.com to learn more. Welcome to The Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of The Scoop, Margie Echelkamp, and joining us today for a conversation all about the ag retail industry is the CEO and president of Brandt, Rick Brandt. Rick, welcome to our podcast. Well, hi, Margie. Thank you. It's good to be here. So if we could, Rick, let's get kicked off with a little bit about Brandt's history, as well as how you would describe the company's footprint today. <laughs> well, the, the footprint is ever changing but we're a um we're a family-owned company started by my dad and my aunt in uh, 1953 in central illinois so we've been around for what 67 years now um i'm the second generation i came in in the early 90s and became ceo in 1995 and i like to think that since that time we've been on a on a really good uh, aggressive growth curve. And um, now we're looking forward to the third generation uh, coming in hopefully soon. So it's been a good ride, it's fun. It's a, like I said, family business. So, you know, I think we're a little bit unique from that standpoint, but we're also, um, we treat our employees like family. So we're not just family owned, but we basically are one big family. Yeah. You, you referenced that, how important it is to be a family-owned company and your involvement coming into the company officially in 1990. I'm curious, what was your earliest memory of the business uh, that your dad and your aunt had founded? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, ironically, I, I would probably say that some of my earliest memories were not memories, but, you know, like, the, uh, you know, my dad was out, you know, working and traveling and building the company. So a lot of times, you know, at, at night he wasn't at home or, you know, weekends, there's a lot of things that seemed like we're maybe missing as, you know, in childhood. But, um, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all, but, um, you know, and then I started, you know, traveling with him and going out to the plants and hanging out with him on holidays and weekends and stuff like that. And I remember, you know, a lot of the old guys, um, you know, they were, they used to run the plants and the management and stuff. And they were like uncles or whatever to me, you know, that's, that's how I grew yeah. up. And that's, uh, you know, that's what I remember. So, and then as I got a little bit older, I don't remember, it's probably 10, 12 years old. I started my lawn mowing business and I got to uh, mow the lawn at the office and in different places. So, um, it was good. It was good. Is there a particular facet of the Brant business that is is maybe your your pet favorite or or one that you just find incredibly appealing and always eager to learn more about? Um, <laughs> that's an interesting question too. Probably the thing that has intrigued me the most in especially in you know in more recent years is the international aspect of our business, which. Um, when I took over, we didn't. We had you know some international business in our specialty division, but not a lot. And in the last you know, few years, we've added uh, international you know, locations, offices, production, and um, you know have gone into a lot more countries with the uh, di distribution over the last several years. So, to me, I find that 
very intriguing. I mean, you know, to some degree, business is business, but when you add in travel and language barriers and, you know, um, monetary exchange differences and, you know, all the different things that come with uh, international business, it's like, it just, you know, takes it up another notch. So, but I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that 2020 has, has been a, a bittersweet year in that your daughter has become a, a third generation in the business, but in, in June, uh, your father, Glenn, had, had passed away. And how are you reflecting on on this year and the future of Brandt? Well, it's, it's certainly been a, a trying year, but yes, Sierra became a, a stockholder at the end of last year, and then she bought a little bit more. She bought them actually from Evelyn, my aunt. So just that transaction in itself, I thought was pretty cool, you know, that it's going from third generation or first generation to third generation. But, and, you know, my dad being sick and passing away, I was just really thankful that he got to see us uh, actually get to the third generation. And, uh, you know, and Evelyn obviously has gotten to see that too. So, you know, they've always, I think their goal has always been for the company to, to keep going and, you know, to go on to future generations. So I'm really glad that they got to see that. Excellent. You referenced that that growth curve that you're helping uh, Brant propel through, and I know you recently expanded to, to nearly 30 ag retail locations, and, and for the first time into Iowa. What do you think the future footprint of ag retail looks like? Well, overall, I think, you know, we're seeing less stores, you know, further spread apart. And I know, you know, over the years, we've probably, especially early on in my tenure, we closed as many as we acquired there for a while. But, um, you know, the bigger equipment and, you know, better modern technology just don't need the stores, you know, a couple miles down the road from each other. But, um, yeah, that was exciting growth for us to actually be in Iowa now because, you know, it's only one store and it's not a huge store, but it gets us over the state line. So I think mentally it was kind of a big accomplishment for us. And, you know, I think it's pretty exciting. Um, We're, we're positive on very positive on, you know, on retail, especially in Illinois in the Midwest. Um, In fact, we're trying to change our philosophy and we're going out to dealers, you know, with a, with a, I call it a franchise uh, type model or or legal terms to get touchy about that phrase. But, um, where, you know, where we can take the things that we're really good at or that we resources that we have, like marketing or finance or legal or HR and, and just plain branding as far as that goes. Um, and, you know, and go to the smaller independents and get them to come on board with us, whether they want to, you know, sell the business or sell part of the business or sell, maybe sell none of the business, but, you know, hook up with us. And, and like I said, go into like a franchise type um arrangement where we can bring value to the table. It's good for them, it's good for us, and it's good for the industry. Excellent. And we are going to now take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. From transforming overnight into a YouTube star to paving the way for women in agriculture, the stories of American farmers might surprise you. There aren't many places to hear the real stories of the American farm until now. 
Beyond the Field by the Mosaic Company allows you to be a fly on the wall in these conversations. We interview farmers from different backgrounds and regions about how their paths have led to unexpected opportunities. In spite of challenges like dated gender roles and the looming presence of social media, these farmers show that with grit and creativity, you can forge your own way. They educate the public on agriculture's impact in unique ways and inspire the future generations of farmers to keep the world turning. These stories will entertain, educate, and most importantly, deepen your connection to farming in your community. Listen to the Beyond the Field podcast brought to you by The Mosaic Company. Listen today at beyondthefieldpodcast.com. And we're back having a conversation with Rick Brandt, CEO at Brandt. Rick, regarding your specialty formulation business, what kind of innovations are the most exciting yet to come? Well, I think we've got you know tremendous technology already within our specialty formulations division. And one thing that we've recently done is um, – well, we did a complete company restructure, went to a holding company structure, but what was part of our specialty formulations was called the Discovery and Innovation Group. And what we've done is actually broken uh, Discovery and Innovation out into its own entity, which I think is going to be good for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, like the main ones, um, you know, they're going to be focused on bringing new technologies, uh, reviewing, you know, possible new technologies, going out and possibly acquiring new technologies and doing business in a, in a little bit different manner. And I think we can be more aggressive and bring um, new ideas or products you know, to the table, not just for specialty formulations, but for the whole company. So um, yeah. that, that's exciting for us. And it's a, it's a different, um, it's a different mindset than what we had before. In what ways are you guys finding the most success? in getting the attention of different ag retailers to go out and, and sell and market your brand products? What, what is it that gets their attention uh, the most commonly? Well, I think, um, you know, we've, we've built and worked hard at building our brand over the years. And I think our brand is very powerful. So, you know, if you, if it's a brand product, you know, it's going to be, you know, you know it's going to work. You know it's a, it's going to be quality. It's going to be the best there is, and uh, we've got a great team that comes behind that. You know, and that's part of our culture. The Brent culture is, like I said earlier, it's you know it's a family, but it's also you know work hard, play hard, and you know, and we want to be successful in everything we do. So you know we're going to make sure we are. Yeah, you've talked about expanding that brand now with an even greater international footprint. I know you guys have made a lot of investments in Brazil. Could you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, we're, um, we went to Brazil five years ago. We informed the company Grant Brazil, um, bought a small company down there and started producing and selling. And we've built the sales team and the, uh, and the company over the last few years. And, uh, earlier this year, we acquired a new production facility that we're we're, um, we're working on. Now we're building it out. It's going to be a, a new office, a new um, you know plant to make our products. And it's actually it's huge. It's way bigger than what we need at this point, but it gives us a lot of room to grow. So that's a really exciting um, project. It's not going to be online until about a year from now, a little over a year from now. But 
I've been going every month or two, every chance I get really to check in on yeah. and on the project. And I think at the end, I think he's probably going to be one of our premier uh, facilities. It's going to be beautiful. Wow. Looking forward to seeing that. That's excellent. And I know you, you referenced the culture of, of work hard, play hard, kind of in that vein. Uh, Brandt is a sponsor in professional racing and NASCAR, and it looks like you're also quite the fan. I'm curious, what what parallels are there between the Brandt business, agriculture, and professional racing? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, we are in uh, – we, we sponsor in NASCAR. We also sponsor in the Porsche Series and um, – in Brazil, but you know, racing is kind of like egg business that, you know, what we, we want to win in the field, we want to win on the track. And, you know, sometimes the difference between um, winning on the track and not winning on the track is the little things like, you know, how good is your pit crew? How good did you tune your engine? How good do you have your suspension set up? Um, and little things like that. And really that's what we bring to the table with our products is that, you know, we're not bringing the meat and potatoes. We're bringing the, you know, the vitamins, you know, so to say, um, it, the things that make you a little bit better, a little bit more successful, or maybe a little bit more profitable. So, and interesting, you know, question on the, from the fan standpoint, actually, you know, I am a huge race fan now, but before we got into racing, I'd only been to one NASCAR race before I had my name on the car. So it was strictly a marketing decision. Um, it's been it's been a great one. You know, we've been in NASCAR for ten years, and it's definitely changed uh, you know our culture and our company, and you know our our really our awareness of uh, you know to people in the world. So it's been a good move for us. Rick, congratulations to you, your family, and the whole Brandt team on your success. Best wishes uh, for continued success in the future, and thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Great to be here. Thank you, Margie. One farm family has a side hustle. Another's spouse had to step away for it to succeed. Listen to the Beyond the Field podcast by The Mosaic Company. Hear stories from farmers whose common thread is about changing the industry. Learn more at beyondthefieldpodcast.com.